morning, good morning, friends of Catholic Radio. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Judy Como, and I am so excited to be here in our office at St. Mary's Catholic Center in College Station, Texas. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners across several different areas. Uh, listening here in Bryan College Station, KEDC 88.5. KYAR 98.3 in Waco, Central Texas, KINF 107.9 Palestine. And I'd like to hopefully welcome a new friend of mine that I just had a conversation about an hour ago. Her name is Jody. Introduce her to uh, our station and hopefully downloaded the app. So, uh, Jody, if you're out there, it's great to talk to you, and I hope that uh, Catholic Radio can bless you like it blesses all of us. I am so excited to be here in the next segment. My guest will be Deacon Guadalupe Rodriguez, and we're going to share a conversation about purgatory and the holy souls as we wrap up the month of November dedicated to the holy souls. I have lots of motion going on with our President Dennis Maka here and our station manager, Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, guys. Morning, Judy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, yeah, our uh, station automation in Waco didn't advance, and so we had to make sure that, that it, it, we could hear you. And I'm going to shake my head and act <laughs> like I know what that means, but uh, how are you doing? We're doing very well. Guys, uh, beautiful day. Coming off still, I just want to tell everyone that even though Thanksgiving was last week, I'm still thankful for many, many things. Well, we're thankful for you. On that list, also. Thank you very much, Judy. uh, Awesome Thanksgiving day. Um, Quiet, just my family at my home. And then Friday, Keith and Marion and I went to the Deer Lease and was out and beautiful uh, around Lano area, beautiful countryside and successful hunting. Uh, Good. Marion's did not get to shoot, so I think they're going to go back this weekend and give that a go to. So it's very exciting to see my 20-year-old girly girly helping mm-hmm. clean deer and wanting to Give it another try. So That's it was good. Really, uh, awesome. So can't say that any of my kids would ever do that. No. Well, I'm her sister would not either. Maybe one I'm or two of them. You. But anyways, it was great just to be away um, for well, good two and a half days of no cell phone reception, and <laughs> um, we're very blessed that my friends in the lease next to us had Direct TV, so we did get to watch the incredible. A&M game, and uh, there was Wild a lot, stuff. lot of praying going on right there, I can assure you. Now, is is Keith a LSU Tiger no, or is he an Aggie? No, no, no. Anyone against LSU is good in Keith's book. He went oh, okay. to USL in Lafayette, right. and big competition of LSU's the big school that gets all the big money, and so no love lost there. It's my favorite team that I love to hate. Okay. There you go. Yes. Okay. Got a lot of LSU agony the whole time that I lived there, and it continues until today. <laughs> so we can ride high just for a little while. That's all good. Well, good Thanksgivings for you, you guys? Yep. Uh, we were down in um, my wife's neck of the woods with mm-hmm. her family, and we were down for several days, had lots of good food to eat. They had the annual... 
Christmas parade and and pageant at uh, in Howitzville, and they yeah. have the lighting of the courthouse, which is a a beacon for many many miles around. If you're driving on 77 or awesome. 98 down there on the way to Victoria, and um, just had a had a really nice time. Just a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, yep. That's great. Um, as uh, we have a caller that's going to talk about an upcoming event that's going to focus on Advent, and I uh, wanted to share with our listeners, uh, we were able to go to Mass um, at Holy Cross Church. I'm not going to be able to remember the Lambert or something. Lambert, I think, is the name of it. But regardless, they invited everyone to take a little blue book. I'm holding it in my hand, uh, an Advent resource. And so Monday, probably yesterday, uh, Keith and I were going to pray Liturgy of the Hours. And I was like, oh, man, I've already missed the first day of Advent in my mind, thinking that it had already started. (laughs) Where's that little blue book? And so I was happy to find out that I'm not behind in it. But you're actually ahead. Yes. There's still time to get out that well, Advent wreath, folks. I was blessed reef, because I read this little intro, and uh, it's called The Little Blue Book. There's so many Advent resources that can help us really focus on the day-to-day, but it was very interesting the way it starts out. Six minutes a day. That's what you've asked. That's what you're being asked to give during the next 43 days, the 23 days of Advent season and the 20, di- <clears throat> 20 days of Christmas season. Did you know that each 24-hour day has 240 six-minute packages? So, you know, who would have thought of that? But they did. And so during Advent and Christmas, we're being asked for just one of those packages, one of those six-minute packages to devote. And I thought, God, that's very doable. Six minutes. So I'm going to do my very best to give my first six minutes of the day. I will have a cup of coffee with it because I love me some coffee. You're not going to give that six minutes right now, though, are you? No. I'm just encouraging us to look forward. (laughs) Advent starts this Sunday. What can we do to really make this uh, the best Advent ever? Dynamic Catholic talks about that, has a program that we can use, but um, Mm -hmm. our caller is going to tell us about a great opportunity here in Bryan College Station to kickstart our Advent. Uh, I'd like to welcome Jennifer Pettibon. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, Judy. How's it going today? Oh, it's it's going great. I'm enjoying the the weather, enjoying my favorite time of year when the weather cools off and we're about to enter into Advent. It's just it's just the best. Yes, it is. So uh, tell our listeners um, about an event that we're having here coming so up. In, in two days, in two days, this Friday, November the 30th, um, there will be a morning of reflection sponsored by the Ladies of Regan Christie um, at the St. Joseph Parish Activity Center from 9 a.m. to noon. And this is just a great, a great way to begin to enter into the Advent season, which, as you know, starts this Sunday. Um, we're going to focus on Advent and the virtue of gratitude, and I I just want to encourage um, women to come out to this event and, and really kickstart their Advent. 
Yeah, I um, obviously some of you Regnum Christi ladies came in and made a public service announcement. And as I heard it, I really loved how y'all said, you know, it's very easy to say I'm too busy. Uh, and if you if for me, not uh, reflecting on anybody else's day to day, but if we're going to start off before Advent even starts saying we're too busy to focus on Advent, I think we're setting ourselves up for failure. Uh, so I really love how um, this is just a couple of days before Advent starts. So for someone listening that's uh, never attended a morning ref- of reflection, can you tell us a, a little bit more about what it is? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we'll gather at 9 a.m. Um, for some light breakfast food and that all-important coffee that you spoke of earlier. Absolutely. Um, and at 9.30, we will uh, open in prayer, and there'll be a welcome. Um, there'll be a, a lay speaker um, speaking on the virtue of gratitude at about 9.35, and, and we'll have some, some time for reflection and sharing, and then uh, we'll have a wonderful uh, meditation then on gratitude given by um, one of our legionary priests and then we will conclude with Holy Mass, um, which will begin at 11.15, and we will be finished up by noon. And also in the course of that time, there will be the opportunity uh, to celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation. So it's, it's just a wonderful, a wonderful time to, to give to the Lord, and, and he's, he's never outdone in generosity. So when we, when we give him that time, when we say that we're not too busy to— Give him this time to start off our Advent season. I I think we're going to be truly blessed, and I'm looking forward to it very much. Oh, I agree. Uh, did you mention uh, child care? And there will be child care available. Okay. Um, all they need to do is um, to RSVP for uh, babysitting um, is to email uh, me, actually, at uh, jenmarie73 at gmail.com. That's J-E-N-M-A-R-I-E. 73 at gmail.com and they can um, RSVP for babysitting. Awesome. And so it's not too late for someone to say, hey, uh, I know I should have called y'all like I'm doing right now uh, to let you know <laughs> no, that I'm is, coming. It's not too late for that. It is definitely not too late. Yeah. And for your listeners, I, I've been to s- several of these morning reflections and it's really a, a great opportunity. Um, ladies come, it's not a parish thing. It's not a only Regnum Christi. It's just whoever's hearing this and feels called uh, not only to come, but how about invite a friend to come with you? Um, it's just a, a great way Absolutely. for community. Um, like Jennifer said, you're sitting there, you hear a talk, and then you just kind of scoot your chairs together and discuss it, a little small group discussion, and uh, it really is a great morning. So, uh, Jennifer, thank you for calling in. Any last details you want to repeat? Tell us all about it again. Okay, okay. So um, this Friday, two days from now, Friday, November the 30th, 9 a.m. to noon, St. Joseph's Parish Activity Center in Bryan. Um, Beautiful Advent morning of reflection to jumpstart your Advent. We're going to focus on the virtue of gratitude. Awesome. Well, great. I'll see you there. And thank you for calling in. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great opportunity. 
ladies come and join us. Um, lots of things going on on that Friday. Uh, Dennis, you want to tell us a little bit about that? We do have something coming up. Thank you, Jennifer, for doing that. She's been a life, a, a longtime friend since Absolutely. college here. So I, I've known her for a long time. <laughs> We are very excited about this upcoming Friday. For those of you in the Central Texas listening area, we're going to have an opportunity to pay down our debt and finish the station purchase for KYAR. We, uh, we're going to at least start to get a good kickstart on it for sure. And we've come up with something. Our station director there has uh, come up with the idea of a $5 Friday. And so those of you in our Central Texas listening area from the, the timeline of 12 o'clock to 5 o'clock this Friday, we're going to be talking to you about all things wonderful and, and things that are going on with Red Sea Catholic Radio with lots of testimonies, lots of updates of what's going on in the Central Texas area. And also we're going to be asking for uh, callers to uh, callers and listeners that is to uh, to call in and to go to our website to to pledge five dollars or more a month uh, or increase their current pledge to help us with this effort to pay down the debt. We have three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to go, and we've got so far twenty seven thousand two hundred dollars in matching pledges for this first. Um, first event. We're hoping so, to pay this off in the next several years. Yeah. And so, so a $5 donation will actually be a $10 donation. Well, that's a one time. So a $5 donation monthly would be actually worth $120. Got it. So, you know, it's matched dollar for dollar up to 27200 And for those of you that are listening now, even if you're not in the Bryan College Station area and you want to help Red Sea Catholic Radio in general, we're still looking for an additional 10300 in matching pledges opportunities. So if you have some, some deep pockets and are able to give big and want that money doubled, now is the time to do that. And it will go all directly toward debt reduction. And there's an important reason why we're doing this. And... The, the number one reason is God is stretching us to our limits. He is asking us to investigate and to basically invest in a new station in the Tyler area. Amazing. Yeah, this one's a biggie, and it uh -huh. will cover all the way out to Louisiana. Um, it's an area of, of great need. Uh, not a lot of Catholics out there, so a great time to spread the gospel of our Catholic faith to the East Texas area. And so we don't want to investigate, and, and even we've been investigating, we don't want to take that step forward until we can really secure more of our funding for the Waco station. So what God has given us, we want to take care of first. So if you're interested in continuing to have Red Sea Catholic Radio make a bigger impact in areas of great need, such as East Texas, now's a great time to invest in that as well. So any of you that have listeners and loved ones in the East Texas area and want to help us jump, make that leap of faith and make it a little easier, now's the time to help us with the Waco, Waco yeah, effort. Absolutely. And we have testimony after testimony of people who... Um, uh, can you remind me of the reverts and converts? The guy who spoke at our benefit. We uh, had a, an officer here in the Bryan yeah. area who he and his wife have converted to the Catholic faith because they first heard about it uh, through a friend and they investigated and they listened to Red Sea Catholic Radio and it really changed their life. You know, to where they they jumped in head first and and were in love with that. I just got off the phone with an interview from uh, from Waco area this morning that we'll play on Friday uh, with a wonderful lady named Karen who is is coming to the faith. 
we've had people that are are reverts back to the faith, and so it's um, it's just a wonderful tool that God has given us in Red Sea Catholic Radio, and now's a great time to uh, get a little jump start. So we're doing a high five on Friday for $5 Friday. Absolutely. For five hours. You know, I'd like to encourage those who are already giving. They're they're our ambassadors. They're our disciples who can uh, so much better tell their friends, you know, this is important. I'm giving for this reason and... And be uh, better able to help promote that. So we thank God for those families that have given big uh, to get us to the $27,000 mark. So if we double it, folks, this Friday, that'll be almost $55,000 that we can knock off our debt right there. So um, in in just five hours time. So we're really hoping uh, to do this. And so pray for us if you aren't able to give. And if you're able to give and give more, then tune in in the Waco area. if you're not in the Waco area and want to give now, you can go to our website at redsearadio.org or give me a call on my cell phone. I'll give that out now. It's 979-255-2633, 979-255-2633. If you are able to give toward the rest of that matching funds, we would thank God for that and challenge the people in the Central Texas to give even more. So. Awesome. Let's I do look it. look forward to it. It's yep. going to be a great fun. High fives you know, all around uh, on Friday. You mentioned the, the website, uh, and I am a self-proclaimed, not really that techie kind of a person, and I tend to right. uh, call a phone number rather than searching it out. Uh, but because I was prepping for the show today, I was like, let uh-huh. me just go check out our website <laughs> and see what's on it. And uh, if for no other reason whatsoever... Go to that website and you can see that confessions are being offered right. all over the state from just every time possible. So yeah. I, that was uh, a real eye opener, much like the Catholic calendars resources. that we get. Uh, most parishes hand out these calendars. I carry mine with me yeah. often and the one here locally at the very bottom, mass times, sure. confession times. Sure. Two funeral homes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's great resources the on our website. Website is really, really awesome. Yeah. So we'll give out that number to call on Friday. But if you want to give earlier, our five dollar Friday link is active on the web. You'll see Abe Lincoln. Just as you uh, pull up the website, and you can click on that and go to our five dollar Friday giving page. So what's the Abe Lincoln thing? He's on the five dollar bill, ain't he? Oh. <laughs> I Listeners, my face is I red. usually just see ones, uh, so yeah. five I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. $5 Friday, I'm folks. Have to call tune in control. in the Waco area. Yeah. Give now if you would like to help boost the Waco effort. So that's my announcement Great for, for $5 Friday. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go to a break. Y'all hang with it. We're going to have a conversation with Deacon Guadalupe Rodriguez. Coming up. Buried in all my sin I was six feet under Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, 
My name is Judy Como. I am the host, uh, rotating roast, uh, host of Red Sea Roundup. A rotating roast? Roast. Well, that would be a rotisserie, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> Have to call pun control again. That was good. That was a good one. How about that? Yes. So welcome to our show. My guest today is Deacon Guadalupe Rodriguez. I know him because he is a formator for the diaconate formation in the Austin Diocese, uh, which my husband and I uh, participate in. Uh, good morning, Deacon. How are you? Good morning, Judy. It's an honor to be on the radio um, on this special month of the Souls of Purgatory. Absolutely. And also, it's a, it's a feast day of St. Catherine Labre, the visionary of the Miraculous Medal. Um, I have really enjoyed every one of the uh, miracles that you have uh, blessed us with, both by email and on Facebook. Um, you know, they really are very miraculous. Um, I have hosted this show for a couple of years now, and when someone says as an aside, hey, when you want me to come on and talk about something, let me know, so I didn't have to really seek you out. We've talked a couple of times over the last two years, but um, I think on All Souls Day or the day after at Mass, your uh, homily uh, was so captivating about the Holy Souls, and... um, we shared that conversation, so I've really been looking forward to that. Um, help our listeners know uh, a little bit more about you, Deacon, and um, as you introduce yourself as a deacon and your uh, duties within the diocese, um, then tell us a little bit about your personal devotion to the Holy Souls and how that developed. Excellent. Just a little brief history about myself. I was a school teacher for seven years, high school teacher, taught science, physics, chemistry. Then I became a a cop for seven years, and I loved it. And then for the last uh, 13 years, I've been working for the church. The last five years, working for the diocese as a formator for the men in formations uh, for the permanent diaconate, myself and Deacon Dan Lupo. And um, today, we're still during the month of the souls of purgatory, and I just want to speak a little bit, a little bit about um, this special devotion that the church has, and that we should all have. And this is a, a devotion that you've had all like growing up. Did your family have a uh, increased devotion to the holy souls, or how did that uh, come about in your own personal life? So you know, in in the church. Uh, it's a devotion that goes back to the 10th century, uh, officially, as far as when it first was universal. Although St. Augustine speaks about it early uh, on, um, and even it goes back to the Old Testament. Me, personally, um, in, the Hispanic, in the Hispanic community, there's a big devotion to praying for the souls. Um, so I, I grew up with this devotion. Um, but like many things, uh, some things searches out. Mm-hmm. And as my life uh, w- with the Lord increased, he let me know how these souls could benefit from prayer and how I too could benefit. Um, so it's really been in the last uh, three or four years that this devotion, personal devotion, has really taken off for me. Uh, it's universal, but it, certainly it's become personal. Um, I've got two... M- 
I would say little miracles, but I, I can share them now or at the end as far as how my devotion really increased yeah, as far sure. as the souls of purgatory. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, um, a couple of years ago, Bishop Joe was celebrating Mass on All Saints Day, and I was distributing the chalice, the precious blood of our Lord. And at the cathedral, we had set up an altar for the souls of the deceased, also called the altar of the dead, where people bring in their photographs of their deceased uh, that, that occurred that year. And, and we offer a special Mass on All Souls Day. And as I was distributing the, the precious blood, um, I felt something, you know, deacons wear a cincture, and mm-hmm. I felt something touching my cincture. And I said, um, I wonder what that is. And I kind of looked, I didn't see anything. Um, and then the second time I said, well, you know what, I must be hitting up against the altar. And no, I wasn't. And then I realized, you know, it's a soul in purgatory. And then that incident just stopped once I realized that it it was a soul just asking for prayer. So I just prayed that day for that special soul, and, and that, that didn't happen again. Um, but certainly it was very real. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, it was just uh, like as real as somebody touching you. Sure. And then on another occasion, um, I was um, burying a deceased at the cemetery, and as I, as I passed through one of the graves, something touched my calf, very real, and I thought to myself, that's the soul of purgatory. And I just prayed for that soul. So th- those two incidences, they're small. They, they appear to be insignificant, but they certainly were real and caught my attention. And since then, I- I've been praying to the souls of purgatory. I pray every day uh, during the Liturgy of the Hours uh, for them. And uh, it- I know that they're praying for me. These Purgatory is already in heaven. It's just a place. The Catechism uses the word purified. It's a place where we're being purified before entering the beatific vision so that we can be ready. Um, so I know that these souls are praying for me and are praying for everyone. And, and the saints just have numerous stories, uh, which I can share. Let me know. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want to um, mention to our listeners that this is a live show and that if you have a question or a comment, about purgatory or the holy souls we would welcome you to call in to 85 love red sea that's 855-683-7332 for a question or a comment for deacon guadalupe uh, rodriguez i um as you were telling these these two stories um i think that when we open up our hearts and our ears and our senses to possibilities like that. I think we have a, we can develop an awareness for, because it's supernatural and, and um, it, it's something that's available to, to everyone. And that um, I, I've had the question asked in my own family, like, you know, when my mother passed away, you know, can she, contact us or can she appear in some way and could you um elaborate on the church's teaching uh of something like that yes um the best example is the example of the saints but um when i've spoken to everyday catholics people have all sorts of beautiful uh supernatural um examples um and the, the church uses the word 
supernatural and preternatural. Preternatural being not of godly origin, but of the enemy. And supernatural being God allowing a soul to uh, communicate with you. It's some, I've heard stories of people dreaming of their disease mm-hmm. or just all sorts of... And it's, it's God allowing a sign for us so that we can offer a mass, so we can say a rosary, so we can go to the cemetery and pray. All these are ways to help a soul be delivered from purgatory. But the saints are, 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 the, are the best example of, of, uh, how, of, the, of how, how God uses uh, uh, his, his, his saints. Uh, one example is Padre Pio. Mm-hmm. Um, he was praying in the church, and all of a sudden he hears all this rackets in the sacristy, and he goes and checks it out, and all the candles are on the floor all over the place, and this monk is there, and mm-hmm. he says, ask the monk, what are you doing? He says, well, you know, I'm in purgatory. And Padre Pio said, he was as real as you and I, and uh, he said, I need a mass. So he said, okay, uh, this is not the best way to, to get attention. I said, but I will say a mass for you in the morning. And, uh, but but that, that's, that's the, how God would allow a soul in purgatory to come and touch the physical as far as uh, making a ruckus, you know, throwing all the candles on the floor. Um, but, but God is, he's a loving father that wants his children to be with him in heaven. Um, on another occasion, Padre Pio was praying again in the church, and this monk comes to him um, and says, Padre Pio, I need you to say Mass for me. He says, what happened? He says, you know, well, when I was a young man, as a friar, I took care of the church here. But when I passed the tabernacle, I never genuflected. I never showed the Lord respect. I just was kept uh, going, doing my duties and my work. And I disrespected the Lord too many times, and I'm here in purgatory because I didn't do that. So Padre Pio offered a Mass, and Padre Pio would often see them leave purgatory and enter heaven. So those are, those are two examples of how the Lord allows his faithful. Uh, St. Faustina had a similar um, incident. A nun passed away, and so she started praying for her, and the nun appeared, and, and she was in worse condition and St. Faustina asked, well, what's wrong? She says, well, you know what? The prayers are going to somebody else. So finally the nun was delivered, but sometimes our prayers don't go to that person immediately because the Lord wants to use our prayers for other souls. So the, the moral of the story is our prayers are never lost. Prayer uh, is outside of time, and God always uses our prayers. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my my mother passed away 24 years ago. My father passed away about a year and a half ago. And um, so every my home parish, St. Anthony's, uh, in November, they open up the calendar for masses for the next year. And um, if you've had a loved one that passed away this year, they'll take those mass requests first. And so... Uh, my dad uh, asked the priest, how long am I supposed to have these masses said? Surely she's in heaven by now. And uh, I just thought it was adorable. I mean, we, we're we uh, trapped in our own humanness and time frames. Uh, and so our priest very lovingly said, you know, well, those if she doesn't need them, the Lord will apply them wherever needed. Um, 
So as uh, I think that we assume most people know about the teachings of purgatory and the holy souls. And, uh, you know, every mass is being offered for someone. Um, and you go about your, if you go to daily mass or your weekend masses and you hear it, but the impact of that mass is exponential. And I think it's kind of lost with, uh, with our everyday busyness. Do you think? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's the most powerful weapon that we have here on earth, the Holy Mass, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Um, it is so powerful that, like Padre Pio, this man was given 11 years in purgatory, and Padre Pio, through offering the Mass, was able to reduce it to just one year in purgatory. That's that's how powerful a Mass is. Mm-hmm. Um, just one Mass the, the tradition is that you say three Masses for, for the deceased, um, but, but even one Mass offered for, for the souls in purgatory. Um, and also you could, um, there's also a great devotion of offering a Mass uh, through the intercession of St. Michael. Um, he is considered the guardian of purgatory and who holds the keys of purgatory. Um, and the saints, the doctors of the church, speak of St. Michael as also another way of helping the souls to purgatory. And I'll, I'll give you a quote um, from St. Alphonsus Liguori, the doctor mm-hmm. of the church. He says, St. Michael has received the care of consoling and helping the souls of purgatory. And then um, St. Robert Melamere, another doctor of the church, says, it is uncontestably recognized as the foundation of Christianity that the souls of the faithful departed are delivered from purgatory through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel. So that's important, that are delivered through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel. So he's just, you know, he he's our guardian here on earth and in purgatory. And uh, St. Um, Louis, Louis de Montfort speaks of how when a soul is presented before God, how when we're presented, he's there with the scales and he weighs our good works and he also weighs our sins. Um, so we're to have devotion to St. Michael, to Our Lady, to the saints um, who are continually interceding for us. And re- keep in mind that these souls of purgatory, when they're delivered, that uh, they enter heaven and they in turn pray for us. So uh, absolutely so grateful to to us for our prayers because when uh, we arrive in purgatory, we can do nothing for ourselves to gain the beatific vision. We are dependent solely on the intercession of the saints in heaven and the church militant interceding for us. Correct? Yes, this is this is correct. Um, it's a mystery, um, but how, you know, we have the church suffering, the church militant, and then the church triumphant, and how they are uh, related to each other, how they each touch each other. Um, but yes, certainly uh, through the lives of the saints, uh, we have come to understand that, yes, they cannot pray themselves out of purgatory, but uh, they require our prayers. Um, it's just a, 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 the beauty of, of God, God's kingdom, how we're all connected. Um, you know, this teaching goes back 
Augustine, I'm just going to quote Augustine, how he talks about this beautiful, I want to say spiritual cycle for back, for lack of a better word. He says, he says, by assisting them, we shall, the souls of purgatory, we shall not only give great pleasure, pleasure to God, but we'll acquire also great merits for ourselves. And in return for our suffrages, these souls of purgatory will not neglect to obtain for us many graces from God. So, so this teaching goes back uh, that once they enter heaven, then they can pray for us. So I, I am convinced that uh, they're praying for me. You know, I had another, I would say a small miracle. Uh, this Souls Purgatory Feast Day, I was able to preach three times on them. None of them were planned, all of them just through divine providence. Um, and I, I was able to preach at three different masses, and I was able to preach on all the stories of Padre Pio and the souls of purgatory. But I, I want to say that it's like we're building an army for heaven, that when these souls are delivered, many souls, it's an army of saints who are now praying for us. Oh, that, um, I, I learned this year that... Uh... All Souls Day is a, a day set aside that a priest has the ability to pray an extra Mass on that day, and also only Masses, like you couldn't have a wedding on if it fell on All Saints, All Souls Day. Um, yes, just, Pope Benedict Fifteenth he granted all priests the privilege of saying a total of three Masses that day. So normally the, it, the, it's two Masses. Um, but um, Pope Benedict XV, this is the Pope of World War I, uh, who allowed three masses on the souls of purgatory because of the great need uh, that there is to pray for souls. Uh, you remember when Our Lady of Fatima appeared, she showed the children uh, all the souls that go to hell because they don't get prayed for, but also the souls that need to go to purgatory um, so it's it's a very much needed devotion um, in our lives, and just on prayer, um, how prayer is not lost, how we can even pray for our great great grandfather. There's a story of Padre Pio. Uh, he's praying in the church for a long time, and they come and see him. And say, Padre Pio, what are you doing here? He says, I'm praying for my great great grandfather, who died hundreds of years ago. And they say, Padre Pio, he already died. You know, why are you still praying for him? He says, oh, no, the Lord is so good, is so loving, that these prayers right here are applied at the moment of his death. And I'm ensuring that he enters heaven. So, you know, it's just a beautiful story how we can go back and pray for our great, great uh, grandparents, um, how God loves us so much, how he, uh, he, our prayer is never lost. Our prayer is outside of time. Deacon Guadalupe, it's Thaddeus Romansky, the general yes, manager. Hey, thank you for being on. I, I had a question. I wanted you to go back to the story you told from Padre Pio of the soul who said, I'm in purgatory because I didn't bow towards the Eucharist. I didn't show proper respect towards the Eucharist. Genuflect. Genuflect towards the Eucharist. I think that a lot of people listening today that would fall under something they would be they would be tempted to react the way the apostles did to when our lord said that i you know if you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood you can have not have life within you they'd say this is a hard teaching 
That sounds like a hard, a hard teaching, but that's a wake up call to us. Just reflect on that some more. Talk about how something as in our human eyes seems so minor is really so important that it could mean purgatory rather than entrance to heaven. Yes, so um, when we enter a church, uh, we genuflect, and the church's documents speak of genuflecting before his real presence because it's truly God. And in this particular case, you know, sometimes when people who are helping at the altar, uh, you know, set up uh, flowers and things like that, uh, we forget to genuflect because we're busy, we forget. Um, and this was one of those cases that this particular friar just uh, disregarded uh, genuflecting for a long time. Um, I, I think that this doesn't apply to a one-time incident, though we should all definitely genuflect. Um, but I think this particular case was a habitual incident where mm-hmm. um, this monk thought that he was above it all, that he didn't have to genuflect since he worked in the sacristy. Um, but it's the respect and the honor that we owe our Lord. Um, and when we see that displayed more beautifully, uh, the blind person who throws himself at his feet, the leper, uh, the woman who said, if I just touch his mm-hmm. hem, this great respect, this great adoration that we all owe the King of Kings. You know, the scripture that Paul says, every knee shall bend on heaven, on earth, and below the earth. You know, that uh, is just recognizing that he's our Lord, he's our King, and uh, that everything we have is because of him. Um, that's why the that's why the clergy, especially, they bow their head during the Mass whenever Jesus' name is I said, too. yes? I try to. Yes, that is correct. The name of Jesus and the name of Mary. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's beautiful. Uh, we, when that teaching um, is uh, formed in the children, you see it later as adults. They automatically bow their heads at the name of Jesus, uh, at the name of Mary. I've taught my children to even bow their head when the Lord's name is taken in vain uh, on a piece of media or something like that, or if they're in conversation and they hear, they overhear that, I've talked to them about that. I try to, to do that, to right. try to make yes. up for... Immediately say, Lord, have mercy, mm-hmm. immediately in my conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and, and you know, you have the story of St. Gemma Galgani, mm. that a man in her presence started uh, blaspheming the name of the Lord, and she just fainted because he he didn't understand the horror of what he was saying when uh, we use the Lord's name in vain. Uh, so the, the teaching of the church is that you can say the name of our Lord when you're teaching, as like right now we're teaching about, uh, and we can we can say the name of the Lord for for worship. So those are the only two occasions that that we can uh, use our Lord's name to worship or to teach. But to say it for the sake of just conversation uh, is is not good. Mm. I see. Well spoken. Well spoken. Uh, Deacon, I had a conversation uh, with a non-Catholic this morning. Um, we 
long story to tell a story as to why we were talking about purgatory, but um, she asked me, this is a little off topic, but she asked me about uh, an unbaptized baby in limbo. We don't teach about limbo anymore, but um, could you elaborate uh, just a few minutes about um, our church's teaching on that? So um, the church has three, uh, in her catechism, she speaks of the baptism of water, which we all receive as infants, the baptism of blood, which like the martyrs that they were studying uh, to be baptized, but they were martyred. So that in itself in their martyrdom is a baptism of blood. Um, And then the baptism of desire that everyone, all souls, when we go to heaven, and Faustina uh, speaks of this, and Father Larry uh, Richard says that he's going to die saying, yes, yes, yes. So uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus will ask each soul, unbaptized, if they desire his mercy. And, uh, and, and most people, so this is the part where uh, if a person is of goodwill, and even though they have not heard the gospel, that they will accept the Lord's mercy. However, St. Faustina also speaks of people who are evil, uh, that in the presence of the Lord, they will literally curse and blaspheme him. So they, they, of their own free will, choose hell. Now, as far as children, infants, unborn, there's the beautiful teaching of Martha Robin. She uh, died in 1982, a mystic. She had the stigmata, lived on the Eucharist for 50 years. And that question was posed to her. And what she saw in her vision was that Our Lady would take all these unborns and hold them to her heart and take them to heaven. So that's as, that's as, uh, as, as I don't know, you know, that is not official church teaching. It's private revelation, but it's certainly from a reliable source that Our Lady comes and takes them. So you would, one could say that, you know, God is all loving, all merciful, and that he accepts these unborn, uh, you know, because they have no fault. Yes, they have uh, original sin because all of us, when we're conceived, we're conceived in original sin, but the Lord's mercy and His blood covers uh, covers all our inequities. Um, <clears throat> you caught me off guard with that. It was very, uh, very powerful, uh, loving teaching and a great, great answer. Um, I think I did okay, but now I have a couple other things to revisit with her. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to put us back together again to continue that conversation. Uh, I'd like to mention to our listeners one more time, if you have a question or a comment about purgatory, the Holy Souls, um, anything else, you could call in at 855-683-7332. I... So there's... There's two beautiful stories I'd like to share before we run out of time. Wonderful. Is Padre Pio, on two different occasions, um, this monk went and reported, he said, you know what, there's two monks in my cell, and I think they're souls of purgatory. So Padre Pio went to see, and sure enough, it was two souls of purgatory. And he, they had decided to disobey their superior. In that room, they had planned, um, and and when they passed away, their punishment was to do their purgatory in that cell where they decided to disobey their superior. So Padre Pio offered masses for them, and both of the souls were uh, entered heaven. On another occasion, a different monk comes to Padre Pio 
and says, I've got somebody in my room. And it was a young man, a young friar. A similar situation. It wasn't. It doesn't say the cause, but this man, this young friar, was doing his purgatory in that uh, in his cell. So Padre Pio uh, offered mass, and this soul was delivered uh, into heaven. And I mentioned those two stories because sometimes, there, when I go bless homes, people will ask me to bless their homes, and there's something going on. It's usually two things. One is that they've been playing the Ouija board, mm. um, tarot cards, something evil that is against church teaching and is against God's commandment, or somebody recently passed away and they need a mass said, and it's a soul in purgatory, in which case this is not evil. This is just a soul asking for uh, prayer. I remember going one time and I blessed a home, and um, and it, nothing, everything went away for a few days, and then on the ninth day, the this, this soul came back, and uh, so we had a priest say mass. And after that, uh, you know, it, it was it was completely gone. Um, but we, we figured it was a soul in purgatory because <clears throat> there was nothing evil about it, just uh, this presence. Um, so that's common, you know. That's that's not unusual. Oh, that's. Um... <laughs> I, n- I never even thought about that. Um, Deacon, we, ha- we have uh, just a few minutes left of our interview. Uh, I'd like to talk about uh, faith and works, things, our uh, sacrifices that we can make, and also the uh, powerful uh, use of the rosary and some of the teachings of that that can also be meritor- med- meritorious for the souls in purgatory um, and indulgences? Yes, so um, I'm going to list a few things that we can do for the souls in purgatory. People can look, Google them, mm-hmm. but one of them is a novena for the souls in purgatory. Um, there's, there's a prayer that you pray for nine days. The other one, as we have said, is offer Mass. For those that are daily communicants, you could offer your Holy Communion for the souls of purgatory. There is something called the way of the cross for the souls of purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the Holy Souls Rosary. Then there is um, partial partial indulgences, like for visiting uh, a soul, I'm sorry, visiting a cemetery and offering a prayer. During, from November 1st through the 8th, if you visit a cemetery, that is a plenary indulgence that you can gain for a soul in purgatory. Um, there is also the practice St. John Messias. He would go and sprinkle holy water uh, at the cemetery f- for the benefit of the souls of purgatory, and he would provide them relief with uh, 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 sprinkling holy water. Then there is the prayer of St. Gertrude, uh, which is very powerful, which our Lord taught her. And um, this prayer, I'll, I'll pray it online. It's um, it delivers a thousand souls, and, and this is a prayer. Eternal Father, offer you the most precious blood of the divine Son, Jesus, in union with the masses said throughout the world today, for all the souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, for sinners in the universal church, and for those in my own home and in my family. Amen. Amen. Yes, the, so you mentioned the... the... Yes. The, both the rosary and the way of the cross. Um, my friend Terry Lipscomb and I uh, have 
Days of Reflection for the Holy Souls, and uh, Susan Tassoni has uh, lots of uh, books, and we use those two, the uh, Rosary and the Way of the Cross for the Holy Souls. It's a very beautiful devotion, and uh, it really expands your thought process about that. So um, my... I'm sure it's not everyone's experience, but my family's experience, uh, and uh, assume it's attached to the teaching of the church. So, so you have a loved one who passes away, and you typically have the rosary the night before, um, a viewing rosary. I, it just, like at that time, that's could be a hundred rosaries that have been prayed, or however many... The, uh, it's just very powerful for me to think about just helping that soul uh, get to heaven. Uh, a lot of times throughout the day, I will invoke and I pray for the soul that le- needs this prayer to be fully united with the Lord. Um, little things that uh, we can incorporate throughout our day. You know, we look at our cell phones way more than we probably should. So, um, Anytime that the numbers are all the same at 1111-222, I'll have a, a thought for the holy souls. And so uh, little things that we can offer throughout the day can be very powerful. I, I, I don't think we should discount our little sufferings that we can unite in that way. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Just uh, there's um, There's all sorts of little... Pr- there's even this... Uh, I, this is short prayer that uh, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them, and may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. That that little prayer, you know, just takes a few seconds to say, uh, uh, brings a lot of souls out of purgatory. Absolutely, so we made the, some a yeah. new family friend and invited them over for dinner, and as we said the blessing, they started praying that. And may the souls of the faithfully departed. And it kind of surprised us. And they're like, oh, we've done that all our lives. So you're essentially praying for the holy souls every time you eat. And uh, it's spread throughout our parish, our youth group. Every time we say an opening prayer and a closing prayer, we pray for the holy souls. And uh, we just continually spread this devotion Um Deacon, I want to give you the next couple of minutes to say anything that you might would like our listeners to hear as a closing to our interview. Um, probably I'll end on a beautiful note on a story from Padre Pio. Um, so on one occasion, Padre Pio had rescued an entire battalion of soldiers from purgatory and by prayer, and the Lord had showed him these good men who were defending their country, and Padre Pio had rescued him from souls of purgatory. So these men, when they entered heaven, their wish was to go to the basement and go and shout, Viva Padre Pio. So um, the monks were all like, what is that noise? And what is that Viva Padre Pio? So they inquired, and uh, Padre Pio shared with them that they were just back to thank him for all the prayers, this entire battalion of soldiers, uh, he's saying "Viva Padre Pio," but uh, I, I share that because we can all experience that uh, 
when when we pray for souls of purgatory. Maybe we won't, of course, we won't listen, we won't hear that, but certainly in our heart, we are to believe that this is the Church's teaching, that these souls of purgatory who now enter heaven are now saying thank you. Oh, very good. Well, Deacon, I thank you for your time being here, and uh, could we have your blessing as we close out the show? Absolutely. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for this beautiful radio show. We give you thanks for being able to speak on souls of purgatory, that with this blessing, that this blessing would give peace, consolation to everyone who listens to this blessing. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and thank you to our listeners. Have a great day. Thank you, Judy. God bless you.